What is up, Boston baddies? Welcome back to another episode of Drinks After Work. I'm Shannon. And I'm Abby. Hello. Welcome. I know that it's technically after Valentine's Day, but we're recording this just like right before Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day, Abigail. Oh my God. Thank you. Happy Valentine's Day to you. What a magical time. I I like Valentine's Day. I think it's cute. It I like cute. seeing the hearts. I like seeing the flowers. I like seeing the random guys that you see, like, you know, hustling to get that bouquet of roses for his girl because he forgot. Like, it's cute. It means something to me. I pay close attention to people when they say okay. Valentine's Day because I want to know if you're a Valentine's Day or a Valentine's Day. Well, there's there's one correct answer. I know. It's Valentine's Day. I know, but I hear so many people say it with an M, and I'm like, please, it, it gives me the ick. I don't know why. Yeah. Valentine's. Yeah, Valentine's. Yeah, I don't like that. That's I don't weird. like it either. That's like how? how I say popcorn instead of popcorn. Wait, say it again. Do I you say, say pup? pup? I say popcorn. You also say igloo. <laughs> Instead of igloo. I think that might have been a one-time thing. How are we? I missed you. Oh my god. It has been so long since I've seen you. I feel like I feel like it's literally it's literally been almost two weeks. I was just gonna say the last time. Actually, when did we last record? Okay, well, no. The last week and a half ago. The last time that we recorded was the last time I put mascara on. Okay. And can I just say taking a full week off of wearing makeup was so amazing. Mm. I didn't wear a drop of makeup. I didn't even bring a drop of makeup to Montana and putting on mascara today. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't like this. Well, your skin does look really good. Oh, there is something to be said about during the pandemic, I didn't wear makeup for two and a half months. Yeah. Just didn't wear it. I remember someone asked me, they were like, what have you been doing with your skin? Your skin looks so good. And I was like, I haven't been wearing makeup. But no one will admit that in the beauty industry because— Oh, my gosh, no. You Like, I feel like they every time I watch buying. anything from anyone in the beauty industry and they try to give you all, like, the skincare tips, you will never hear someone say, don't wear makeup. You won't hear that. But it is the number one thing. We're gunking up our pores every single day with foundation, concealer, like bronzer, all the shit. It's so bad for you. Like not wearing makeup is the best thing you can do for your skin. That's so nice of you to say that, that you think my skin looks good because this makeup is like mm, at least 12 hours old. Okay. At least. Yeah. That's kind of gross. I mean, we record this podcast after work, hence the name Drinks After Work. We have full-time jobs. When mm -hmm. you guys catch us, we are, like, at the end of a work day. Um, we have been battling through, like, I don't even know what during the day. We're exhausted. The makeup is literally melting melting off our faces, which is why, like, when people on YouTube are like, you guys look like shit. I'm like, I know. I like, know. I'm fully aware. You don't need to rub catch, it in. If we re recorded this podcast on, like, a Saturday at 11 a.m. after a good night of sleep— Without having, like, an anxiety attack, like, you know, mid-work day. Like, I'm sure I'd look great on TikTok. But that's just, it's not where we're at. No. And not all of us have the luxury to not have a 9-to-5. I'll, I'll take being a Southie 6 at 8 p.m. on a weeknight. I'll take the grit. I like the hustle. You know what? Like, the, the sweat on my face, the half-melted makeup, you know what that is? That's commitment. 
That's what that is. It is commitment. Hustle. Maybe I look like, what did they call me? Something three. What was that town? Oh, oh my gosh. Like a Swampscott three. That was so <gasps> Don't funny. come for Dave Partners That town. was honestly a very, very funny time. That was a alive. funny time. I feel like this is one of the longest we've gone without seeing each other because you went to Montana for a full week. Seven nights, eight that days. That is amazing. I need to hear everything. We haven't recapped. We've been saving it for the pod. I know. So tell me, how was it? Okay, it was amazing. It was my first time going to Montana, first time skiing out west. Mm -hmm. And it is just a whole different ballgame out there. Like, I, you know, I love my East Coast mountains. I do, but I don't know how I'm going to go from skiing Big Sky to skiing Sunday River. Yeah. I just, it, I have never seen a rock so big in my life. Like, the rocks out there are massive. The yeah. mountain is massive. Like, just driving throughout town, I was in awe of the beauty of how many— I've never seen so many white trees, right. trees covered in snow. Like, mm -hmm. it was unreal. I will say, definitely wasn't prepared for the skiing. I definitely took a, I took a fall. Yeah. I took a tumble. I will say, I do have beef with Big Sky because they don't like to groom— their mountain. Oh. And for those of you that don't ski or snowboard, that means like, you know, when the mountain closes at 4 p.m. late at night, the kitty cats come out and they groom the mountain and they make it look, not look, they, they make it nice and smooth for the next day so that when you're skiing, you're not skiing on self-made moguls. Yeah. And they just don't do that. They don't ice their roads. They don't pave their roads. And they don't groom their trails. Mm. And so I went down. They're all natural. All natural. Just like my non-makeup face. Um, no. But I went down to blue, which is pretty, what's the word, courageous of me. Yeah. I went down to blue. And... Because they didn't groom, there were moguls, and your girl is not mogul ready. I'll be the first. I'm self-aware. I'm a self-aware girl. Mm. And I, I I, took a fall. I landed on my wrist. My thumb was swollen. I mean, it's like it's like 95% better now. But it was swollen for a few days, and it wasn't cute, and it wasn't fun, and honestly gave me kind of anxiety going back on the slopes the next day. Yeah. Like when that was my first like adult boo boo. Okay, I think that when you're skiing and it's like you're aware of the fact that you it's can dangerous, fall. Yeah. Well, there's like a part of you that's like, yeah, like I probably could fall and seriously hurt myself. So like seriously. But I also think there's a part of you like when you haven't really taken a tumble yet. There was this weird part of you that kind of feels a little invincible. Like there was a part of me that when I go down the mountain, I'm like. I could I could do anything. Like, yeah, I could do it. And it's not until you take that first like fall that you get that sense of fear. All of a sudden, you're like, wait a second, like this is actually really dangerous and it's really scary. And, I know. Like I feel like you can get in your head, and that's happened to me before too. Oh, I was in my head. I mean, that's not to say that I haven't fallen while skiing. Like I've definitely fell before, but I've just never actually gotten hurt. Like I'm talking like. I fell, I took my skis off, I walked down the mountain right. and cried at the bottom of the mountain at the lodge and Mr. Man had to ski home by himself, get the car and like come pick me up because I was like done. I was done. 
which was a shame because we we had amazing weather. We got really lucky. There was snow every single day. It was like living in a snow globe. It was just lightly snowing all day, every day. And the week before, they had no snow. It was like spring conditions. It was like 50 degrees out. Oh, wow. So we got really, really lucky. So I was very fortunate about that. But overall, it was just a good, wholesome time. I love that. With my family. Did you guys, like, is there, like, fun restaurants nightlife like if i'm going to montana yeah what what do i expect oh that's a good question for big sky because i feel like there's so many mountains out west i know the mystery man and michael has have been to a bunch of them but like what do you think the vibe here is is it more like you go with your family or like are there like fun things to do um there might be fun things to do i just didn't know about it or didn't do it i feel like this kind of trip like it was a skiing trip so like i Went to bed probably at like 8, 9 p.m. every single night. Right, because you're just like, so I was exhausted. so exhausted. I will say the one thing I do like about Big Sky is that their mountain doesn't open until 9. Oh, amazing. During the week. So like normally you're like getting up the ass crack at dawn to like go out and ski. But I could like sleep in a tiny bit. Um, yeah. But I did work a little bit. So I had to work Eastern hours. So 9 o'clock Eastern to 7 o'clock Mountain Time. So I was waking up early every single day. It was kind of like we just went out to dinner and then came back and like went to bed. That was it. Yeah. But it was nice. The house had a hot tub. I was with my cousins and their significant others and Mystery Man, obviously. So it was a good group, good time. Um, surprisingly, didn't starve with all the meat out there. So... That was good. Yeah. I definitely have some restaurant recommendations. So if you guys do ever go, hit me up. I have a whole list. The montage was amazing. Like we got lunch there twice. Like we could like ski there. You know know the montage. It's like that really bougie hotel chain. It was so nice. So freaking nice. Like I could just... The bathrooms, I was in awe. I was like, oh my God, this (laughs) hand towel for me to dry my hand. Like... Okay. Amazing. Slay. Love. But I have to say, getting to Montana was probably honestly easier than I thought. And I think that has to do with the fact of what I watched on the plane. I I binged watched two shows. Okay. I know you're not like a show watching girl. I'm still trying to get you to watch Saltburn. I know. I started it 25 minutes. You made it 25. Yeah, well, no, with, with you. <laughs> I, I don't think you made it that far. <laughs> but, okay, so. But little bits and pieces. Little bits and pieces. <laughs> oh, we'll get there one day. Griselda on Netflix. It's Ooh, a short series. Michael's been watching that. Like okay. about the drug dealer yes. that like Pablo Escobar was like, yeah, she's crazy. I don't know if it, I don't know Pablo I don't know Pablo Escobar's whatever in here, but Sofia Vergara is the main character. She is like a Colombian drug lord, and she ends up moving to Miami and like bringing her business there. Yeah. and like she, oh my gosh, it's only six hours of your time. It's six episodes. It's honestly less than that because some episodes are like 45, 50 minutes. It was so good, so good. Highly recommend. I don't want to give anything away, but it Michael was, said it's so good. It's unreal. So good. Oh, you you're becoming like an avid show person, which I'm just, I am proud of you, even though I don't partake myself. Because a few years Complete ago, 180. I know. You didn't even like, I, I couldn't. What did force I do? You, you watch TikTok all day. Oh, you would like healthy. Well, no, no, no. But like during the pandemic, all of us all day during the pandemic, like what were we doing? TikTok. 
we were all just like sitting there, like, I don't know, rocking back and forth at the time. But <laughs> most of us would wa- be watching like TV movies like all the time. And you were like, oh, I don't watch TV. I don't watch movies. And I remember at the time being like, that's so weird. Well, what do you mean? It's because it was, again, it was during yeah. 2020. So I'm like, well, what else is there to do? And you were like, I watch YouTube and TikTok. I was like, instead of TV. And you were like, yeah, I never watch TV. Wait. That's... And now I feel like we flip flopped. And now I don't really watch TV. And you've become like a, a connoisseur. A connoisseur. I, that's so true. I don't watch YouTube anymore, really. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Well, it's okay. I feel like it's like you've been, it's just like a new, new vibe. I'm also really into the reality TV. I just started. I know I'm so late on this, but The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yeah. Everyone has been talking about it. So I was like, okay, let me see what this is all about. Right. And I'm so glad that I did. I watched a lot of it on the plane. I think I only have like four episodes left. So I can't speak to my thoughts on Monica yet. Okay. So far, from what I've heard, we don't like Monica. Monica is not nice. I will say, though, right now, I keep going back and forth with her about my thoughts because I do think her mother is evil. Like, if you only saw how her mom acts on reality TV, it's really sad and heartbreaking to watch. So I do feel bad for her about that. But then again, it's like you can't let your circumstances make you be a shitty person. So Preach. It's so true. So that, that's where I'm at. And that's, that's all I got. How are you while I was gone? I am. Wait, first off, what of this of the Real Housewives you've watched, which is yeah. the best so far? Do you think for people who are looking Ooh. to get into the community, I feel like it's very intimidating. Okay, so I haven't seen them all, but yeah. I feel like honestly, either Salt Lake. So I started Salt Lake City. I think I got like two episodes, and then I lost interest. But then I like heard about all the drama with Monica and I was like, okay, let me give this another try. And I do really like it. I think Real Housewives of New York, I think I loved this past season, but it didn't feel like a true Real Housewives of Real House. Yeah, because yeah, like some of them like weren't different. Weren't married and like aren't like super rich, which like isn't like necessarily the I don't know if that's the criteria for the show, but it's I don't know. to me it's more fun when they're all like loaded out of touch. and out yeah. of touch. Yeah. And <laughs> no, just, that makes sense. I feel like most people say you should start with Roni. Like, they're like, you should start there. So I I can't speak to, like, past cast members. True, like, that's I a good only point. Know. Like, the OG Roni, I think, yeah. is what people are talking about. Yeah. Maybe you circle back and watch that next. Like, from the beginning. That'd yeah. be a lot. I do really like Roni, though. And I, I think I like the Beverly Hills one because I just think L.A. is fascinating. True. Yeah, like, the vibe. But, like, the other ones, I couldn't really get into. I tried. Yeah. Makes sense. Um... No, I am doing, I'm doing well. I was just like waiting for you to get home. Uh, <laughs> waiting at my door. Waiting at your doorstep for you to get home. We could have almost saw each other this weekend, but then we didn't. I know. I know. You decided not. Well, I honestly understood. So yeah. you got home at like what? Late on Saturday night. The Super Bowl was the next day. Yeah. I mean, Michael and I were taking bats. I was like, there's no way they come. So, okay, I first was like, yes, we're going. And then I was like, no, we're not. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, but we can't go. And you want to oh, know why? Why? Because last year, the boys put in a bet. And mm. they won. They put in the same exact bet. And they won a ton of money. And they won a ton of money. And so I was like, so they did the same thing this year. And it was funny because last year... We didn't hang out for the Super Bowl, the four of us. And Mr. Man and I ordered Chinese food and they won. 
And so what did we do yesterday? We ordered Chinese food and we didn't hang out with you. And I thought that was the key <laughs> the to winning. The fact that you're like, oh, my key to winning is to not hang out with Shannon. I, I thought I thought if we were together, then the bet wouldn't well, go through. Well, luckily it's been debunked. So now you can hang out with me <laughs> and I'll, I'll risk the however much money it was to be able to hang out in the future. I don't know. Next year, we'll, I'll think about it. Okay. Next year, it, next year we, the we four of the us will be fully separated from one another. <laughs> How about that? Um, <laughs> but it looked so fun and cute and I'm it actually was, sad we didn't go. It but. was so cute. So basically... Michael's sister, Samantha, she hosted the Super Bowl this year at her new house. It's so beautiful. And they had a bunch of their friends over, had us over. She's just like so good at hosting. Yes. Entertaining. Yeah. But like at life, like she's just, you walk in, you know, I don't know how to explain it. You know I mean, the, the water that, like, station. A normal was person is like, oh my gosh, I need X. I have to go run out and grab it. Like she's just like someone that would think of things. Yeah. I don't think of I mean, she thought of like the band, the color of your wedding or your engagement ring band on a balloon. She thinks of the little details. She thinks of the little details and she's like that with everything. So then when you like add that all up into a house, it's like everything in the house works well together, is functional, makes sense. She has like every type of like serving tray you could want. Like Mm. she, the way that she like timed out, like we're we're all there for like from like 4 p.m. till let's say like 10.30 at night. And she timed everything out. So it was like, okay, these appetizers will be ready at this time. And then I'll start heating this up. It'll be ready at five. And then the dinner will be served at 7.30. And I'll put out, like, she just knows. And me, like, I love to host. Like, I've loved to host since I was in college when I didn't even really fully have an apartment yet. But I would host anyways. <laughs> but it's funny because I feel like sometimes I like to do things that I'm bad at. Like, I love to have people over, but half the time when you show up, or most of the time when you show up, I have, you know, obviously a robe on, my hair in a towel, crying in my Water bedroom. Water is boiling. <laughs> Water is boiling. Oven's preheating. I'm in my bedroom, my clothes are everywhere, and you end up helping me fold my laundry and put it away because people are supposed to show up in 20 minutes. I'm like bawling my eyes out. Nothing is together. Half the food is burned. Half of it is undercooked. Like, there's guests over. Like, I'm putting my makeup on. Companies, all that matters. I think I've come to respect so much people that can, like, time things out and do things efficiently because I'm like, it's just... I think it comes... I do... I will say I think Samantha has a gift for that, but I also think that it comes with time and it comes with practice makes progress. I think the more you do it, the better you'll be at it. I will say the one thing that we did was Michael and I. So, oh my god, the cake. The yeah. So the cake. So this past, well, it didn't go perfectly. But the since New Year's, I've had something every single weekend, and I felt like I was getting really burnt out and like overwhelmed and just not the best version of myself. This past weekend on Saturday, I was like, okay, I'm not making any plans, and. I'm just going to like do all the things that you don't want to deal with doing, like fix, you know, fix my car, go to the grocery store, like all those little things. And we came back and I knew I was going to make a cake for the Super Bowl party on Sunday. And I was like, oh, let's like, maybe we'll make the cake in the morning. I was like, no, I'm going to at least bake it tonight and then just have to frost it tomorrow. I feel like it's those little things where I'm someone that I'm like, well, I'll do everything the morning of and I'll just bake the cake, I'll frost it. And then everything gets messed up and I am having a mental breakdown. And you're supposed to let the cake sit before you frost it and then usually you don't have enough I'm trying time. to work on not letting things get to yeah. me so much. Like, I will get so overwhelmed and, like, upset and I'll just start, like, crying. And <gasps> I, I don't know why I'm, I don't know why I get so oh. upset. And it always works out. Like, everything, like, nothing ends up being as bad as you think it's going to be. 
But mm-hmm. in my head, I think I catastrophize it. I'm like, the cake is ruined. I'm just gonna throw it away. It's stupid. Like, I don't even know why I bother. Like, I just get so upset and in my head. And then I'm like, it's not that deep. It's going to be okay. it's not that deep. It's not that deep. And like, no one ends up caring about the cake. They're like, yeah, it's cake. Thank Wait, you. Wait, so what was wrong with the cake? It looked fine to me. Like, it was supposed to be two layers. Like, one layer was like falling off. The frosting wasn't sticking. Like, I was about to take the cake and literally throw it on the ground. And Michael was like, he saw the look in my. I get this look in my <laughs> eye. It's literally terrifying. And I was like, keeping my calm. And I was like, <laughs> okay, the top layer is not really staying up there. It's okay. We'll <laughs> fix it. And then like, you know, two seconds goes by and I'm like fixing it. And all of a sudden, like, you know, a little more falls off. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'll just, I'll prop this up. This will be fine. And eyes are getting more and more frustrated. And the frosting was not sticking to the cake. I don't understand how. And I got this look in my eye where I was literally about to take the cake and crumple it in my hands and throw oh. it on the ground because I was so upset. Everything was just like, Falling apart, and Michael was like, but did Shannon, you let it cool down." He was yes oh. from the night before. It was just, oh. it was just a bad, I think, a bad <laughs> recipe. But Michael saw this look in my eye, and he was like, "Shannon, step away from the cake, like step away." And I was like, "Okay." He was <laughs> Put like, your "Hands up." He was like, "Let's think critically. Like, what can we do to save it? Because we're about." <laughs> he was like, "We're about thirty seconds away." from you doing something that will make this unserpable. So like, let's let's put our heads together and figure it out. We ended up like taking just the top layer and only using the top layer. And it was perfect. But like, I need that. Like, I need people that can bring so me. So the cake was supposed to be like bigger. It was supposed to be was, taller, but it ended oh. up being perfect. Like, it looked it didn't, pretty it big didn't, to me. It didn't need to be taller. Like, yeah. I just, I always try to go like way overboard with things. And I'm like, I want it to be like the tallest, coolest. I'm like, I don't need that. But I almost like, that's part of what I love about Michael because he grounds me so much where I am like such a dreamer, but I catastrophize and I'm like so emotional. He's just like, let's like just take a second and figure it out. And it's it's never as bad as you think. So anyways, it was fun. We had a really good time um, at her place. And I'm like thankful that we get to go. And we like, we got back. We came, we left after the halftime performance mm-hmm. and watched the rest of the game at home, which was good because I had work in the morning. But um, I guess like what? Okay, so what were our thoughts like for the Wait, Super Bowl recap? I need to know why you wrote boycotting Whole Foods. Oh, I was just gonna skip. Well, okay. No, I need to know because I literally have a bag of Whole Foods behind me right now. No, it's nothing bad. I just real. I think I'm just realizing I have a toxic relationship with Whole Foods. <laughs> so we're yesterday we're with like a bunch of couples and they were talking about someone. Someone brought up. I don't know, like the food that they brought there, and they're like, "Oh, we recently started getting really into Whole Foods, like for years." We didn't care what grocery store we went to. And we were like, whatever, food is food. And then we realized, like, the, the quality of the food at Whole Foods is just so much better. Correct. And they were talking. And in my head, I was like, I guess that makes sense. And then I was like, yeah, like, I, I guess it is. And they were like, well, where do you shop? I'm like, Whole Foods. And they're like, do you not notice that? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. And I definitely will say I don't, I don't have dairy. So they have a lot of really good dairy-free options at Whole Foods and, like, brands you can't find other places. But when they said that, it hit me where I was, like, I actually have no idea why I shop at Whole Foods. Like, I have zero idea. They were, like, well, do you notice the quality? I'm, like, I don't I don't think so. Like, I'm sure it's better quality. But, like, if I go to, like, Trader Joe's and buy something and then go to Whole Foods and buy the same thing, I don't think I, like, have this experience. And then it hit me where I'm, like, every Sunday I go to Whole Foods to go grocery shopping, I cry about the prices go home and then it's like I go back and I just feel like it's (laughs) become this like toxic loop and it's like a toxic relationship but I don't know why I keep going back like what is it about Whole Foods that I'm drawn to something in the air because I cannot spend less than a hundred dollars every time I walk in and I don't I've tried I will say like I 
as if I have like a real budget. But like if I had a budget that I stuck to, I will mm. always prioritize groceries and Whole Foods specifically like as something I want to put my money towards because I do believe that like Trader Joe's produce versus Whole Foods produce. Like there is a difference. Yeah. And like Trader Joe's will spoil way quicker. It's not as fresh. And like. There definitely is a difference. There's a difference. And you get what you pay for. And I mean, I'm not shitting on people who don't shop at Whole Foods. I live across from a Shaw's. Like I do majority of my shopping at Shaw's. And I do, I do probably 75% at Shaw's, 25% at Whole Foods for the things that like I want to get that's organic or like brands that you can't get at Shaw's. I don't buy salmon at Shaw's. I buy it at Whole Foods. Yeah, like, that's something certain, I would only get at Whole Foods too. But yeah. I don't buy salmon. Like I don't cook salmon. But th- that's just an example. Like yeah. it's just, but so why boycott them? Because you don't know why you, you go. I don't know. I go there. I spend all my money. And you know me, I end up like eating. <laughs> Eating out for lunch every day. So I'm like, yeah. what am, like, what am I doing? Like, I don't know where it goes. I don't know what... Everything I, in moderation. Yeah. I mean, I also think they just have, like, a monopoly on the healthy, like, vibe in mm-hmm. Boston. Like, give me an Erewhon. I will do anything. Like, literally, I'll do... I will start one myself. Bianca and I legitimately were like, maybe we should start... Are they in, only in California? Or are I they, like... So. Yeah. Like, I only see them... On the West Coast. Honestly, they might have them other places, but... I would do anything for an Air One here. Like it would be, you, it would be life changing. Why don't you put your money where your mouth is? Become an investor. Yeah. Get on the board mm, and work then, my way and up. Bring your way. Bring Air One to the East Coast. You need to. Someone needs to advocate for Air One. Someone. The people to. on the East Coast deserve twenty dollars smoothies. We've waited too. so long. I know. So long. I know. I've yet to have the Haley Bieber glazed donut. It's so good. It's so good. I wouldn't know. Okay, well, let's circle back to the Super Bowl because this is a sports podcast, as mm-hmm. you guys know. And I feel like so much went on. What, like, okay, let's let's pretend like we um, don't care about sports. Let's go straight to the halftime show. Let's pretend like we don't care about sports, which we absolutely do. Yeah, let's just halftime show. What were your thoughts? Okay, I loved the halftime show. I am so confused because I've never liked a halftime show. Every year I leave disappointed. Every single year. It is like going to junior or senior prom. (laughs) High expectations and all you end up with is you know, honestly a few slow dances, some shitty food, a dress that doesn't fit you right, and you look like a poodle. And the guy's always an asshole. Like I... (laughs) Like, that's how I feel yeah. after the Super Bowl. And honestly, love me some bad girl Riri. But I wasn't really impressed, impressed by no, Rihanna's. I, I was really excited for the Beyonce one in high school. Didn't leave impressed. The Eminem one wasn't bad. But I just feel like a straight rap Super Bowl performance. Like, yeah. I went into this one, honestly, not with the highest expectations. I was like, all right, Usher, it'll be chill, a little throwback. I thought he killed it. I agree. I'm so confused why 30% of the baddies said it was not their favorite. Wow. We put up a poll and I just, how, like, first of all, he's 45 years old. Mm-hmm. Not that that, that not that that's ancient, but like, 
the fact that he still got it, like he still looks good, can still move good. I do feel like he focused more on dancing and putting on a performance than he did singing. Yeah. Which like, honestly, I don't care about. Like, I'll be the first to say like, the Super Bowl, it's not a concert. He's not there to sing. He's there to entertain. And, and he so did what? do a good job performing. Like, I feel amazing. like it was entertaining. All the dancers, like I was in awe. I was in mm-hmm. awe. And obviously there was like, whispers about like oh my gosh is he gonna bring out little little john and Ludacris? like he has to but you know the super bowl doesn't they don't they never bring out guests when he brought them out and then alicia keys i was like thank you alicia keys did such a good job too it was like such Amazing. a good touch it was a small part of it short and sweet but it was perfect yeah everyone that's the thing i feel like everyone he brought out took up an appropriate amount of time it was like they got their little their little like moment and it all made sense and it came together and just flowed. I think the whole thing flowed well, which I appreciated. It did, but I always feel like it, it goes by so quick and I want more. I know. Like I know. you blink and it's over. Everyone thought that he was gonna bring Justin Bieber out, which he did not. Did you see him in the crowd with Haley? First of all, Haley has dark hair. Yeah. She's super dark hair. hair. She looks amazing. So good with brown hair. Okay, but when you talk about Justin, he looked bad like I know he like normally looks like a little like rough and tough and like that's kind of his vibe but I was like oh my gosh like he like hasn't shaved his face in like weeks and like Mm. he looks rough he looks like he's been in the studio okay like head down okay like he looked I was just shocked I was like oh my gosh yeah like going for like the tortured artist vibe yes yes Mm. I, I was I was confused. I honestly didn't see the clip of them in the crowd. So okay. I might have missed it. But honestly, Haley, I feel like has just been looking like, like she, I mean, she always looks good. But the last few like pictures, like TikTok she's posted, like she just looks amazing. Like her skin just keeps getting more perfect. I don't know how that's possible. I'm just like, whatever it is that this girl is doing to her skin. I've read somewhere that it's literally thousands of thousands of dollars a week. So probably like out of the price range for the rest of us. But it looks so good. Like everything she has going on is just like. You sent me. I think it was like her ad for the phone case. Yes. With the. It's like an imprint for her road lipstick. I think that's so genius. Okay. Can we talk about this for a second? So it hasn't come out yet. But I will literally personally buy whatever phone that I need to buy to fit into that case because she came out with a phone case for Rode. And for those of you that don't know, Rode is Hailey Bieber's um, skincare um, slash kind of makeup line, but like focus on skincare. And I would say that the one of the main like stars of the show is the lip the lip peptide treatment, which is kind of like essentially a lip gloss, but yeah. like supposed to be better for your lips, healthier or whatever. I feel like that's like the big thing these days. So... It has a very specific shape. It's like usually like kind of long and like a light blue color and there's a bunch of different ones. This girl came out with a phone case that has a little indent in it that perfectly fits the lip peptide treatment in it so that like if you put your phone down, it would lay flat. Maybe some of you don't understand how genius that is, but that is the most genius thing I've heard. selfie you take roads in it. Yes. So for so many reasons, because first off... Who doesn't like I bring lip gloss with me to every meeting I have at work? Like it's always a joke when we take like if we take our computers up, like the girls that I work with, and we're going into a room for like a Zoom call or something, like I always grab the lip gloss. Like you just have to have lip gloss nearby. So the thought of having lip gloss just attached to my phone and I would Easy. just like have it with me all the time, 
perfect. Like I might not even need a purse. And then the other reason, like what you said, think about how Marketing. many girls are going to be taking mirror selfies yeah. and road like road lip gloss is literally going to be front and center in the photos being advertised for free. Like I couldn't think of anything that is just that's the most one of the most genius marketing campaigns I've ever seen. I was very impressed. I have to be honest, I've never purchased anything from Road. You haven't? I know. A lot of this stuff also is always sold out. I know. Can you buy it in Sephora, like in person? Or is it just no. on her website? I've never seen it in Sephora. Because it might be at Ulta. Actually, no, I don't know. I honestly have no idea. I like can't be the one to like wait for a something to drop and like go online at 10 unless it's a concert it's ticket, like but. they have like a cult following to the point where it's like yeah. people are like oh the new drop like the new launch of this flavor is coming out tomorrow and everyone buys at like 10 a.m like, you're right i'm not that girl either yeah. like i am a run into sephora like after work and like whatever's there is it worth I'll it buy. though like have you tried I the do, road i do thing? like it yeah the peptide do you I like it more good. than summer fridays i feel like those are like the two that are because i love highly, my summer fridays i know i do too i like I them really both do. i do I like them both. I think it's preference. Um, okay. Circling back, though, to Usher. <laughs> don't I, even know how this turned into us talking about uh, Hailey Bieber. <laughs> who knows? Um, he got married in Vegas with his long longtime girlfriend, Jennifer. So the two exchanged vows at the Terrace Gazebo, an outdoor wedding chapel that seats 30 guests. And Usher's mom was the couple's witness. Is I this just before or after the Super Bowl? <sighs> So he, according to, like, the internet, he had gotten, like, a marriage license or certificate, whatever it is, like, three days before the Super Bowl. And then he was seen after the game wearing a gold band on his left ring finger. So I think it happened that day because she was also seen wearing an all-white pantsuit. So I think it happened, like, Either, like, like, like the either, day of. Maybe. Either the day of, like, that day or, like, shortly after the Super Bowl. Which I think is just so cute. I like, think that's cute. It's, like, a way to remember. Well, it's a way to make it even more special. Yeah, like, such like, a special day, that much more special. Like, that's, like, a huge milestone, even though he paid to perform, right? And even after he was, like, hugging Alicia Keys like that, <gasps> too. Know. Oh, my God. Imagine he puts a ring on it and then he's hugging Alicia Keys like that. I'd be, like. You think so? What is Alicia Keys up to? Is she married? Is she- I don't know. But like the way that that like the way that that hug happened, it felt like there was something there. It felt like more than friends. Everyone's like they're friends, <gasps> like relax. But like you can just tell when it's different. Ew! I just googled Alicia Keys' husband, Swizz Beats, seemingly responds to fans commenting on Usher's halftime show embrace. What did he comment? Oh no. Also, Swid- oh, maybe he was just maybe he was just like, oh, whatever, guys. It's like literally a performance. I feel like if you're gonna be married to someone famous of that caliber, like you kind of you gotta have to you gotta just roll with it. Roll with it. And you also have to take a beat. Like, I feel like we've talked about this before. I know that obviously, like, there's probably a ton of like, you know, famous movie stars that want to date us, but I just would never do that. Um, because <laughs> Well, for multiple reasons, but I also just could never handle knowing that someone was like going to be kissing people on camera. I know. Ever. Yeah, not, the, not fly with me. Yeah, it's just like not the vibe. But I guess if you can handle it, then good for you. Okay, so Travis Kelsey, um, I feel like this Super Bowl was, 
it wasn't just the 49ers versus the Chiefs. It was Olivia Culpo versus Taylor <laughs> Swift. Like, obvious. According to us. According to us. us. And I was rooting for Olivia Culpo because she's my girl. Yeah. And my my heart did go out for her. Yeah. When they and Christian, right? Like great, great had some great plays. Put it put in a good fight. But I feel like that was kind of like the underlying message. And oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe not. Maybe just in my head. But Travis Kelsey did, I feel like, have some like drama going on during Yeah. So there was a moment on the field with his coach, Andy Reid, which whom we've previously Googled is 65 years old. So not that old compared to Belichick. Um, he kind of got into his face out of nowhere and like kind of shoved him. And he was definitely very, very, very heated in the moment. And we took to Instagram. We asked you guys, like, is this a red flag or is it not that deep? 62% currently say red flag. 38% said not that deep. I saw you vote for a red flag. Yeah. I voted... Did you did you look at what I voted? No. Would you vote? I voted not that deep only because I think I don't think that this is like like is it a red flag? I know. Like do I think that like off the field he's being mean to Taylor and like oh, he's capable? No, I don't I don't think so. That's kind of what I was coming at like for red flag. Like, I just mean he's probably a red flag. Like he's probably like a douchebag. To Taylor? No, just, just like general? a douchey person. Like I maybe wonder, to Taylor, maybe not. But like, I feel like if you're being a little punk and you're going to like grab like your coach and get in his face and like yell yeah. at him like that, that just shows me like you have some level of disrespect. I don't know. I'm sure he treats Taylor fine. But it begs but, the question, like if you can do that to your coach, like what stops you from doing it? But I don't know. I disagree with that. I think there's a lot of men out there that would get into a fist fight at a bar with a dude, but wouldn't touch a girl. Yeah. Okay. Like would never so touch someone. So do you change your in- answer then? Um, yeah, I I guess I make it not that deep. I, I took it as like, I think red flag, like, is it, so I took it more as like, is it a red flag about him just being maybe an asshole and therefore like not maybe someone that she'd want to end up with? Sure. But I didn't take it as like, oh, that means he'd get violent with her. So I'm not. I mean, maybe it could mean that, but I, I wouldn't, like, I guess, like, draw that comparison. Yeah. So I guess it's not all that the, deep. Do I think he's probably a douchebag? For sure. Like, they all are. <laughs> all the comments were like, oh, Taylor, watch out. Like, oh, yeah, I think that's like a stretch. Like, he's him? an athlete like, and he's in a high heated, yeah. like, the most intense moment of his life at the Super Bowl. Like, it's not indicative of how he's going to be in a relationship, but he's probably an asshole. Yeah. Like, that's fine. I will say, though, I do think Taylor's going to be fine because from what I've seen, like, those brothers love their mom. Mm. And I think how a man treats his mom is how he's going to treat you. So I think Taylor will be okay. Yeah. Either way. I'm sure she'll be fine. (laughs) I did get the ick, though, from him. I don't know if you stuck around to the, like, trophy ceremony. No. Okay. The so, second that shit was over, I turned the TV off. I was like, on to better things. <laughs> so you didn't see all the losers crying? No. And I don't call them losers. I just mean like they, they like literally they're losers. Like they did lose, but they're not losers, but they lost. Honestly, and- I get more concerned about what they do with all the reject hats. Like that's all I think about every year. <laughs> like word. That's they so pre-make that's all the hats. Waste. I know. They make Super Bowl champs hats. So like what, like what do they do with it's like so much waste. I'm more concerned about that. 
than I am about the person that's making, you know, however many millions of dollars a year that didn't win. I know, but it is sad. It was sad. so I th- sad. No, it is sad. They panta, I don't know what his name was, just sitting there and all the confetti's just falling oh, on him. And he sad. just looks so, like, just empty inside. And Ooh. I was like, I don't know his name. It's just someone on, dude. probably like the quarterback of the other team. I wouldn't know. But it was it just is like, sad. don't show that. I don't want to see that. Let's just focus on the good. Mm. Um, I did think it was... Not classy, but I did like how, and I'm not shocked by this at all, like Brittany Mahomes was on the stage with her kids with Patrick Mahomes and Travis, but Taylor did not go up there. And I think like, good. I don't think that's her place as a girlfriend. I feel like if you were a wife, yeah, you should be up there. But she was on the field with Travis's mom. But what gave me a real ick was when Travis it was her his turn to talk and he did the you have to look it up later he did like a viva las vegas chant and he had so much passion and energy in it but it just gave me like like i'm sure a majority of people are like oh that's cute that's funny but i was like no like if i were taylor i'd be like so turned off i don't know i get such bad secondhand embarrassment same like anything if if my significant other is making a speech like, I just, I can't be there for it. No. Not because I don't love and support them, but it's just like, because in your head, you're like, oh, I don't know. It's just different. <laughs> it is different. I mean, I get firsthand embarrassment too. So I guess like it doesn't, it's not just, it's not just them. Speaking but- of Brittany Mahomes though, did you see her Sports Illustrated swimsuit rookie debut? Mm-mm. She looked amazing. Oh. I hate that. I'm like starting to like Britney again and I don't want it to be because of Taylor. I just think I didn't give a shit about Britney Mahomes before Taylor and now that Taylor's like given her kind of a pedestal, I'm starting to notice that maybe I do like her, but like her, she looked amazing. She's a mom of two. She literally just had a baby like a year ago and I'm like, this bitch. She looked so good. She was obviously wearing red for the Chiefs. Right. You have to look it up. She looked amazing. All right, I will. And I'm just, I, it makes sense that she Sports Illustrated one of the rookies. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow, love that. But no, honestly, I I enjoyed myself. I had a good time. I also feel like when it's not your team in there, like it takes the pressure off. You're not like as anxious. Do you think the Patriots will ever make it to a Super Bowl again? Yeah, duh. Again? Oh. Yeah, we'll make it again. Like in like 20 years? I have no idea. In our lifetime? They'll make it sooner than we think. They have to. Mm. It's just like, it's a a Boston thing. Did you know that Tiesto was supposed to be the Super Bowl DJ? No. And then he like bailed last minute because he had a family emergency and that's why Cascade was the DJ? Oh, did not know that. That's like some tea because you probably spend like a decent amount of time creating your set list. I mean, Peter, you could probably speak to this. Do you think Cascade was... Peter's in the middle of eating a burrito. No, he ate chicken Alfredo <laughs> pasta before you got here. Chicken Alfredo pasta? I think it was, right, Peter? Wait, that sounds so good. Broccoli chicken Alfredo? <laughs> I'm always eating. Okay, always be eating. Do you think Cascade was stressed? No, it's his big moment. Uh, No, I think he's a he's a very um, yeah. veteran to DJ. I'm sure he... Did, he did perfectly he, fine. I didn't watch his set. He definitely had a dope but, set list, like, ready to go. I probably made some tweaks to it, you know? Damn. For sure. I'd be stressed. Yeah. You get called to do the Super Bowl last minute. You got to show up or show out. 
boom. But these are DJs that are probably playing probably yeah. the same tracks every single weekend. So I'm sure he didn't For, really like, change huge anything sold out, about yeah. his set. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's definitely a vibe. I will say, though, I am very... Like, I feel like last night we were watching the game. We we're having so much fun. And then it was after the halftime performance. And Michael was like, do you want to go back now? Get back like midway through the third quarter and be home or like leave a little later, but then like miss the end of the game. He's like, I don't really want to do that or like leave at 11. So we end up leaving during halftime. We got back. During halftime or after? Halftime? After the halftime show, but like yeah. during the halftime commercials, we left and we got home a little after nine and I do think having that little bit of time just to, like, chill was was kind of nice. Because I feel like most years for the Super Bowl, it's, like, 11, like, p.m., midnight. And I'm, like, so exhausted the next day. Didn't drink anything. Like, was in bed at somewhat of a decent time. I feel like made me feel better today. So thankful for that. Because it was silly. I was literally reminiscing. And I'm, like, it's crazy to think that not even that many years ago, Super Bowl Sunday, like, I'd be at a house party. There, like, would be a beer funnel. I would be unwell. I'd wake up on Monday hungover. Like, I'm just really thankful to have not felt like that today. Being hungover on a Monday after a Southie Sunday might be the worst thing ever. You know what's sad is I don't think I've ever experienced that really on a sunday on a sunday yeah. okay I well like that's I good that's lived no it's not great i know i feel like i need i need to okay so maybe i'll, I'll take you out on like, a sunday i've sometime. been hungover on a friday okay work before but never yeah that's not fun either the, the friday is terrible the only thing that can get you through it is like knowing it's almost works almost over um but but then it's also a horrible way to start your weekend i mean none That's of them true. none of them are great i've done all the math out and none of the days of the <laughs> week are a good day to be hungover. it is funny though because michael and i were so on our drive back we were talking about his dad said he always sends him like listings for houses and stuff and you looking to buy no but like his dad's um, always i don't like looking like he's always you know like just a real estate guy? Yeah, real estate like guy. To like to it. see what's out there, et cetera. And he sent him this place on Buttonwood Street <gasps> in Dorchester. In where he used to live. Yes. And it's like a, I don't know if it's like a two, two family or something. And I think it would be more of like an investment property, like not so much to live in. But Michael's like, imagine if we bought a place in Dorchester. And I was like, no. <laughs> and he was like just no I think he was like wait like is it because you don't like Dorchester and honestly that's not even why but it hit me I think I'm just so triggered from Dorchester because of the person I was when I lived there like oh. do you ever feel like a a certain place can like bring you back to that time in your life like I I just had yeah. this like when he brought up like oh like Buttonwood Street and like buying a house there I just had this like jolt of memories and I feel like when I lived in Dorchester, I lived on Crescent Street. Mike lived on Buttonwood Street. We mm -hmm. lived a few houses down, but we were like, our relationship was like pretty tumultuous at the time. We were like 23, 24. And when I think about that time, I just think about like, I don't even, we were just like gr grubby people. It's like, we grubby. would be like, I don't like, I don't know, like Uber mm. Eats every night, like living in this, like I, my, my bedroom was teeny, like eating all this fast food, drinking way too much. Like the going out on a Sunday, being like hungover for work on a Monday, like last night's makeup, like him and I like broke up during that time. Just like not, 
you think about the person that you were and I'm like, wow, like I'm really thankful to not be that person anymore. But I also just felt like a little triggered by the thought of that a little bit. (laughs) I definitely felt that way about my old apartment. I don't know how I would feel about, because I also did, I lived in Dorchester for four years. I don't know. I I think I would probably feel the same because I feel that way about going back to Rhode Island sometimes. I'm like, I don't know. It kind of like reminds (laughs) you of, the person like it's not even so much the place but like rhode island abbey is scary yeah like well, yeah a I know. scary girl yeah that's boston true. abbey though ray of sunshine she had a ting of scariness yeah but little, little primarily dust, okay primarily but, good primarily good yeah i agree with that but i think that that's always been my thing like with places it's more like the memory of who i was mm-hmm. during that time period that I, that I get brought back to. Like when I go to my college campus, like, I feel like, wow, like, I, like, almost can, like, feel the person that I was. Like, the, the presence of that is, like, still there. It's weird. I don't know how to describe it. Or, like, if you drive past your high school, you get that feeling. And you're yep. like, wow, I was, like, so different, so naive, et cetera. But I don't so know. no Dorchester. No Dorchester. It did make me, like, feel happy where I was like, okay, I do believe that in the— In the day-to-day, sometimes it's really easy to get caught up in, like, what's going right, what's going wrong. And, like I said, I feel like I have a habit of catastrophizing my life over literally the smallest things. But when you look at it over a span of time, you're like, okay, like, I am am a different person today than I was a few years ago. And that, like, I am happy about the person I am today. Because I feel like I get, like, so self-critical. Like, I get so Mm -hmm. down on myself. Um... To the point where it can literally, like, affect me, like, affect my mood and my personality. And I feel like sometimes you need to have, like, a little reset where you're, like, it's it's going to be it's gonna be okay. Like, you are growing up. Maybe you're not, like, where you want to be, but that's okay. Um, I was just, like, thinking about that because I had a conversation with my friend the other day about just, you know, the exhaustion that you feel sometimes from life and whether it's um, – you're working way too hard. Your job is driving you absolutely insane. And you're exhausted all the time. You're burnt out. You're traveling. Maybe you don't feel, like, confident about, you know, the way you look or the way that you feel. Maybe you, like, have health issues. Like, whatever that is, I feel like sometimes you go through periods of your life where you're just, like, so in your own head and down on yourself and burnt out and exhausted. And I was talking to my friend about, going through those periods and feeling guilty because then you're like, I don't think I'm being, like, the the partner that, like, I – that I should be right now. That my partner deserves. Right, that my yeah. partner deserves for me to be. And I know I was feeling like that a few months ago um, where it's like, yeah, things are better in my life now than they were, you know, five years ago when I was living in Dorchester. But I do think that my brain has, like, a habit of just, like, getting so focused on – the negative or like the areas I don't feel like I'm overachieving or whatever that might be. And I get so down on myself and it hits me where I'm like, wait, like I can't, when I'm like that, I'm not, I'm not being the person like Michael deserves me to be. And my friend was like, yeah, I feel the exact same way. And it just reminded me of what you and I talked about a few months ago about in a relationship, you have to equal 100%. So if one person gives 60, like the other person needs to give 40. Or if someone's like, I can only give 20 today, the other partner needs to be able to give 80. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I've gone through periods where I'm like, wow, like I'm consistently giving 20 and Michael's consistently giving 80. And like that, 
that's not right. Like, that's not fair. And I just, like, end up getting so down on myself because of that. You know what I mean? I 1,000% do. I feel like this conversation is so timely for me specifically because I feel like maybe maybe six months ago, I probably wouldn't be able to 100% relate, but I feel like the past three months have been mentally the worst for me in my adulthood. I feel like it sometimes takes you to hit rock bottom for you to realize like, oh, like the way that I'm living, like I can't keep living like this. Like something needs to change. And I feel like, you know, Mr. Man has begged me for our entire three-year relationship. Like, please go see someone. Like, please, like go back to therapy. Like you need it. (laughs) And, you know, I'd always give excuses like, oh, it's expensive or, oh, like, I don't want to, like, find the right one. Like, oh, this. I would always make excuses for myself. And then it got to the point where I was like, all right, well, I love this person so much. I want to build a future with them. And I can't do that unless I focus on myself and be able to be actually present in relationship and give that person what they want and deserve and need. And so I finally, I actually, this Friday, have my first appointment with an OCD specialist. Really? So I'm going to be starting ERP therapy. Oh, okay. ERP, which is, um, what does that stand for again? It's... Electro... No, it's something ERP, it's response. It's... Someone I follow. Exposure and response prevention therapy. Yes. Okay. So. It's supposed to be very effective. I've heard it's like the number one thing for OCD and I'm praying that this works. Yes. Like banking on it working because if it doesn't, like I don't know what else is going to work. But even just making the appointment was a huge step. Huge step. And I feel like gives myself a little bit of faith that like, okay, like I know that I can be a better girlfriend, a better friend, a better person, and it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. But, you know, right now, Mr. Man has definitely been putting in probably 95% and I've been giving 5%, at least for the past three months, definitely. And he's an angel for doing that. And he's probably going to have to do that for a little bit longer. But there finally is light at the end of the tunnel that like, okay, like it doesn't have to be like this forever. Yeah. And things can change. Things can change. But my number one quote is, um, (laughs) I'm literally blanking on the words for my quote. What is it? It's like nothing changes. Oh, literally nothing changes if nothing changes. Yeah. It's so true. So like if you don't change, nothing is going to change. Because everything in life is such a loop. Yeah. it's so easy to be in a loop and just be a creature of habit and keep doing the same thing again and again and again. But like you need to do something to disrupt that. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very proud of you. Yeah, thanks. It's it's a big So step. overdue. Yeah. So needed. But it's like, I don't know. I just think it's good. It's It's important to recognize it because I know it's so easy to fall into a rut. Yeah. And I think that, you know, when you're, I feel like we're both in, you know, long-term relationships with people who are 
yes, like obviously like our romantic partners, but also just like we get along with so well. Like I feel like mm-hmm. the four of us are so comfortable with each other. And Michael's like my best friend. We grew up together, right? And yeah. we've both been through periods of our life where one of us been, has been in a rut and the other person, you know, has been in a better spot. But I did, I do feel like you have to reach a point where it's like, okay, I have been, like, I remember there was a few months ago when I looked in the mirror and I'm like, Shannon, you have been in a rut for months. Like, you Mm -hmm. can't just keep being in a rut. Like, you have to change something. And I know it's it's a helpless feeling where you're sitting there and you're like, I don't want to be someone that gets home from work and is so mentally drained and exhausted that I can't, like, be a source of light and encouragement and like be the person that my partner deserves me to be. Like I go to work all day and I get out of work and I see Michael for an hour and he doesn't get to see, you know, the version of me that he deserves. He sees someone that's like literally drained. Mm-hmm. Like what is, that's not fair to him. Yeah. And I feel like when you're going through a difficult time, um, at least in my situation and my story, it's really easy to f- to make it about yourself and not even in like a trying to be selfish way, but like, oh, like I'm so drained. Like I'm so exhausted. It's so easy to feel like that. Or like, how could I try to do this when I'm so tired? I feel like I literally had to wake up and be like, it's not about me. Like Shannon, it's not about you. It's about giving and being the person that, you know, your fiance deserves for you to be. Like that's, that's what it's about. Um, I feel like recognizing it and like recognizing that it's you're doing it yes for yourself but also for the person that you're with I think is important and that's part of like what giving and like being love loving is so I think the step you took is primarily yes like 100% about you but I also think it's it's good that you're doing it as a step to you know I feel like be the partner like you're like hey like I want to do this because it's going to be good for both of us and for our relationship yeah it literally gets to the point where I'm so terrified. Like I want to have kids. I really do. I want to be a mom one day, but like it, it got to the point where I was like, I don't know if I can like mentally have kids one Mm. day, because if I can't even take care of myself or be who my partner deserves, like What makes me think I'm fit to be a mother? And I know everyone has doubts about being parents, but it's like, no, I truly like don't know that I, if I have it in me and I know people are like, no, you're never ready and whatever, but like, no, like deep rooted, like, I don't know one mentally if I can do it. And two, because my OCD is currently so bad. Like I know, like for as long as you've known me, like everyone knows like, oh, no outside clothes on Abby's couch or bed. Like, and like, yeah, it's it's funny, like, to a degree, but what a lot of people don't see behind the scenes is, like, how mentally draining and detrimental OCD actually is. Yeah. And, like, that's only a small, small fraction that people even know about. And so, I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling. But to build a future with Mystery Man, like, I have to start now. Yeah. Like, I can't wait for... Because I feel like a lot of people... Like, we'll put Band-Aids on things. They're like, oh, okay. Like, our relationship our relationship sucks. Let's get married. Oh, we get married. Our relationship still sucks. Let's have okay, a kid. Let's have a kid. Oh, let's get a dog. Oh, let's buy a, a dog. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Like, they keep doing all these things thinking that it'll fix their problems, their relationship, their life, whatever. And, like, yeah. until you do, like, the internal work, like, nothing changes if no. nothing changes. You are so right about that. Because 
you can be happy in any any situation. You can be miserable in any situation. Like there's nothing you can buy for yourself or like add to your life. Like if you are not in a good situation, like you're not happy with yourself, you're not happy with the person you're with, you're just not in a happy situation. It doesn't matter if you get married and have a child. Like it's not going to fix anything. Um, But no, I I think what you're saying, it, it does make so much sense. And I think obviously therapy is so important in so many ways, but I think even like a small, a small thing that you can do where you're like, well, I don't know if I necessarily deal with like OCD, but I do feel like, you know, maybe I'm in a rut or maybe I feel like I've fallen into like a groove where I'm not, not that you're not putting effort into your relationship, but you're not being like present enough and not being the person that like you feel like your partner started dating a few years ago. And you're like, I want to be that person again. Like I want to be like the fun, you know, person that can joke around and make them smile, like whatever that is. And I think that, um, I think being intentional is like such a important first step. Um, because for myself personally, I, I've been very open on the podcast about the fact that I over schedule, overbook myself and mm-hmm. then, um, burn myself out and overwhelm myself. And that has always been my problem. Like every year, my new year's resolution is to say no to more things. And every year it is, it feels almost impossible to do that. I end up committing to things, not knowing that I'm committing to a bunch of things the same weekend. I'm running from place to place. I end up getting exhausted. I work all week. I'm exhausted. And I just feel like my life is constantly just me running from place to place to place to place. And I think that it's so easy or has been so easy in the past for me to just to think like, oh, well, this is just how I am. This is just how my life is. And I'm just going to have to suck it up and deal with it. But I think that when I realize I'm like, no, look, I'm getting married. This, it's not just a light. It's not just like, oh, Shannon, deal. Like, this is your life, whatever. You overcommit to things. You get burnt out, whatever. I think when I realized, no, like, this is actually going to affect the person that I'm going to spend my life with. I needed to take a step back and be like, no, like you need to be intentional with your time. Like, yeah. I need to sit there. Um, I, I talked to my therapist about this actually, where she was like, not that you need to like ask for permission, but like it's if I if someone's like, hey, um, you know, what are you doing in three weekends? Like, maybe take a second and just sit down with Michael and just like talk about your schedules over the next few weeks and figure out yeah. what makes sense for the two of you and prioritize. Like, okay, like, we need to make sure there's some nights or some, like, days where, like, we have time to spend together, et cetera. And honestly, even a day where you have nothing planned, where you can just, like, get organized and, like, sleep in and just, like, feel good. Like, all those little things I feel like are so important. Just having that intentionality where you feel like you can be the best version of yourself. Because I think if someone's only ever seeing, like, the scraps of you after you've given everything to other people— and they're getting what's left of you. It's like, that is just not, that's not right to do to someone. And I've felt myself doing that, not intentionally and not like I get out of work and I'm like screaming or anything crazy like that. But I've just found myself being almost like a shell of a human for like what feels like weeks and months. And I'm like, I can't even believe he still likes me. Like, <laughs> and I'm like yeah. thankful that he does. But I feel like it took me a while to realize that. And I'm like trying to start a, you know, I guess turn over a new leaf where I'm like, okay, more intentional with my time, not just saying yes to everything, having some like, you know, downtime. And then also looking for like opportunities to do things to bless the other person. Cause I think that is really, really important. And I know we've talked about journaling on the podcast before. 
and I, you asked me, like, what are some things to journal? I honestly think, that, like, journaling could be as simple as, like, what, like, small, teeny, tiny thing can I do for someone to, like, make them feel special? And um, for Michael, like, he, he'll he get, like, so happy over the smallest little things. You know what I mean? Like, remembering to text him before he has a big meeting. Like, it could be, like, the smallest things. But I feel like it's really important to make sure you're doing those things when you're in a relationship. And like yeah, continue to date your partner. I yes. feel like a lot of people, the longer you're with someone, the less you do those little things that you did at the beginning of the relationship that, you know, made them fall in love with you to begin with. But I, do, I think it's important to also like, if you've been dating someone for a few years and you don't understand, like, I, I believe in the love languages. Like, I think you receive and give love differently. And it's, it's like important for you to understand the way that your partner shows you love right. might be different than how they want to receive love. So like if I'm not saying this is true, but like if Michael likes words of affirmation, then it's like, all right, then maybe, yeah, like texting before that meeting like is super, super important to him. And it's going to make him feel love. So that's like something that you can do to show that you still care and that you love him. But someone else's boyfriend, they might, they might like Mr. Man, Mr. Man likes gifts. Right. Maybe I should give him more gifts. I don't know. Yeah. But like every everyone's different. And I think understanding how your part your partner like wants to be loved. Yeah. Is important. So important. And like and do those little things. Exactly. And actually do it. Like don't talk about it. Be about it. Do it. And it's so easy to forget. Like I feel like it's like you said, it's a loop. You just you go through the motions. You're just living day to day, like trying to get through today make it to the next day like make it to the weekend and you like forget like how can I make my partner's life easier today like what can I do like yeah take the trash out without them asking like what is it something so small yeah that's so true I also think that I read a book once and it was about like basically disorder in your life mm-hmm. and how like just having a disordered life can actually cause a lot of issues so like for example, um, like, what's an example of like a disordered life? Like, just live chaotically? Like, no. So, sorry, the order in which things are important to you. For like, your um, your significant other should come before your job. Like, should be more okay. important to you than your job is. Like, your um relationship with your like husband should come before your relationship with like a sibling. Like, the, like okay. theoretically, like that's how it should be. And Honestly, like, your relationship with your significant other should come before your relationship with your child, um, which I feel like is maybe kind of com- controversial these days. But, like, if you look at a lot of dynamics and stuff, I do think that there is an interesting school of thought of, like, if you put your child before, like, your husband, it can cause a lot of issues in the family dynamic, which can affect the husband and the child, like, etc. cetera. Um, anyways, I read this book on it, and I do think that, it's like where you're like, if I look at my life and it's like, okay, so my, you know, relationship with Michael, my relationship with my family, my relationship with my friends, like all those things, if, if someone were to ask me, what are the most important things in the world to you? All of those things would come before my job, making money, et cetera. Right. But then I also believe that like where your <laughs> it's like where you're treasure is is where your heart is like where your time is spent is where your heart is so if I'm prioritizing like my job so much to the point where like 
I'm coming home from work way too late or if work asks me to like travel somewhere, like I'll say yes on the drop of a dime. And like, it's like, what? Well, then I'm basically like through my actions showing that my job actually becomes like comes before all of those things that I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to, to like be like with the intentionality of like, it's one thing to say like, oh, I prioritize like this person or I love this person or this person like comes before X, Y, and Z to me. But if your actions say otherwise and like, does it really, you know? So another thing I feel like that it's, it's important is like, you know, leave, leave work that one night a little bit earlier and have some quality time. Say no to the business trip that's, you know, going to fall during your anniversary. Like things like that. I, I do think <laughs> as you it's <laughs> had a shot at mystery man. Oh, I, oh my gosh, I didn't. I actually Today, was going to say, I was supposed to go on a business trip this week during Valentine's Day. And I like, I said, well, I, it, there's a few weeks I could have chosen, but yeah. this week was like encouraged. And I said, no, which was like, unlike me. Yeah. So I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. We already have res- reservations. And I feel like in the past I would have said yes, because I'm like, well, it's work. I have to go. Yeah. And it's like, well, do I? <laughs> I so That funny. was not a shot at mystery, man. Yeah, I like totally forgot about that. I don't care. I think... <laughs> Trust me, I, I, I was like, you sure it has to be this week? And I he's know. like, yeah, we went to Montana the week before, and, I know. and the client That's has a deadline. Though. Yeah, you guys. Were... And I was like, mm, yeah, the client has a deadline. I'm sure. <laughs> mm. No, I know what you mean, but uh, no, he had to go. You guys had last week, but did he really though? I don't know, <laughs> Mister. Did you? I'm alone all um, week. I don't know. But I do think that it's like we ha- like. I think sometimes it can be glamorized where it's like, well, no, you should prioritize your job. You should prioritize making money. Like you get those positive reinforcements. So you do it, but it's like, no, 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 like prioritize what is important to you. Mm -hmm. It is okay to be like, you know what? Maybe my job isn't that important to me compared to my, um, you know, the person that I'm marrying. That's okay to say, like, that's okay. That's okay to say, sorry. So again, it's okay. It's okay to be like, my job shouldn't really come before. Oh, I thought you were saying the opposite. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess, I guess if you want, (laughs) however you want to live your life. But I guess moral of the story is like actions do speak louder than words. And you do have to like make, you have to make, um, an effort to change things. If you want things in your life to change, like you said, but I am really proud of you. Thanks. I think this is going to be like a really good step in the right direction. It better be. It better be. Because I am at my wit's end. I also do think that OCD is something that a mm-hmm. lot of people deal with. And yeah. um, like I think it's a lot more prevalent than people let on. So I appreciate you being like yeah. open about it. Of course. Anything for the bodies. And if anyone listening has OCD and has tips, I've been prescribed two different kinds of medicine for OCD. One month she gave me something else and I didn't take it because I was afraid of the side effects. Then I went back and I said, I didn't take it. And then she gave me something else. And then I still haven't taken it. So if anyone has um, experience with OCD medication, I think it's like Zoloft, Prozac, whatever. I'd love to hear your experience on them because I don't know what to take. I'm afraid to take them all. Okay. So, but I'm going to Is that start. something they could help you with like when you go to therapy or is that unrelated? No, okay. unrelated. unrelated. So I go to like a psychiatrist for, for, the, med- for okay. the med and then the therapist for the therapy. That makes sense. So. Well, I think this is going to be good. Thanks. In our I, therapy era. 
I know. Literally, when we first started this podcast three years ago, I was <laughs> ghosting my last therapist. Yeah. Do you remember that? I do. That's how long it's been since I've been in therapy. It's been a long a three journey. years. A journey. A long three years. So this is very, very overdue. Well, Don't go back to those episodes, baddies. They're horrible. Oh, yeah. We were toxic back then. Bad, 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 bad. We've bad. said we were in our um, physical hearing healing era a while ago. Now we're in our mental healing healing era it's good yeah life is good well baddies that is all we had for you this week thank you so much for watching or listening i don't know why i said watching watching you can watch us on tiktok it's at drinks after work <laughs> underscore right yeah or is instagram underscore oh my gosh wait we take one week off and we can't even say it it is at drinks after work underscore on instagram no on tiktok there on is TikTok. no underscore okay and if you're a girl in the boston area looking to make new friends join a private facebook group that's linked in our hoobie bio and our instagram and leave a five-star rating and review guys on apple it's been a minute since we've got a review Yes. And I'd really like one. Yeah, we love it. Five stars or honestly any stars is fine. But a review. I yeah. like reading them. Oh, yeah. They're cute. I, like I don't reviews. care about the stars. Yeah. but That's a good point. The reviews skip are the, fun to read. Skip the stars. Go for a review. We will see you guys next week. Goodbye. Love you. Bye.